Welcome to this episode of Bob Cooney's VR Deep Dive Podcast. In this series, Bob connects you with some of the leading innovators and thinkers in location-based VR. So we'll talk about what platforms you work on, but then I want to talk about the service behind it because, you know, there's lots of self-service platforms out there and plugins to websites that enable you to do stuff like this. But what I've found is operators just are too busy. Like, you know, you got to list, what is it, 99 problems and and building offers to get people to come back ain't one of them, right? I mean, I'm trying yeah. to keep the lights on. I'm trying to I'm trying to get the kids running around. Oftentimes, these guys are owner operators. They're in the location 60 hours a week because they're not making enough money necessarily to hire a manager. And so, you know, they're working hard to keep the thing running and they don't have time to learn all this shit. Mm. And so what platforms do you guys, so you've mentioned Facebook and you've mentioned website. Are those the two primary platforms that you guys engage on? Yeah, so... Well, there's there's a few things there. So there there is every every business owner is is challenged with that. Well, I have to wear thirty hats, and so we as Fresher, we saw that a number of years ago. We actually, when we first kind of came out in let's say 2014, there was it was a DIY platform. It was a hey, here's a tool that'll work. You know, go run with it. It's a great tool. Yeah. You know, we're going to get you on there. What we found is we for a small segment of our customers, we started doing things like writing copy for. We started doing the regular actions that have to be done at a regular cadence that when you're in the middle of a center, there's always another fire that's burning brighter that takes your attention away. So we started taking that off and we created a customer success team where their whole focus is how do we make our customers more money? Um, So they're writing the copy, they're writing the subject lines for emails. They're doing all that heavy lifting for you. That way, you're not having to come up with that. Plus, we have the benefit of working with when you work with, you know, thousand plus different customers, you see trends, right? We know we know what works. We know it doesn't work. Uh, And although we never dictate what a customer has to run in terms of their offer, we do have that that breadth of knowledge. We have that base we can go to and say, hey, this is what we've seen work, regardless of what demographic you're in, where you live. uh, We know what that messaging is going to look like. Yeah. Um, So if you do the, the offers like and you're in a market where there's multiple customers, how do you decide? Do you call the guy? Does your success team call the the customer, your customer up, the operator, and say, "Hey, here's what I'd like to do for the next campaign yeah. or whatever," and, and you actually just talk them through it? And we actually just work right through it. Yeah. So we have yeah. customers who interact solely on email, and we, you know, we can talk and plan and say, "Hey, here's the next quarter. Here's the different holidays that are coming up. Right here, what what types of promotions do you have going on? What events do you have going on in your center? Yeah. What, are, what are the different activities you want to bring attention to?" We're going to take that and we're going to build campaigns based off of that kind of collaborative effort. We're going to do kind of the heavy lifting of the writing of the copy and doing these things, the things that where most people freeze. And I think, as I've seen, even with myself, when you're pushing new promotions, sometimes it's, it's easy. You can sit there and do, you know, try to type out the perfect offer and build the perfect thing. And you never end up hitting send because you're afraid it's never going to be perfect. Right. And one of the things that I've found is that it's really easy a, to criticize other people's copy. And it's even easier to write something for somebody else. But when you write it for yourself and your own business, it's like vapor log. Like I struggle with that. I'm like I'm doing this forever. And I try to write shit for my own website. And I'm just like, yeah. and I totally freeze. And I have to have somebody else look at it and say, come on, dude, just say this, this, this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 And then sometimes it's that outside perspective. I'm just kind of looking at it in a way. Because when you're in the weeds and you're there running the day-to-day of the business, you sometimes you you get a little bit lost. 
because you don't get a chance to step back and see the big picture of here's maybe a different way to look at that. So here's another way to frame it for your customer. But yeah, we're going to do that kind of heavy lifting. We're going to help people with that perspective. Um, But ultimately, if you want to be as hands-off as you can, where we send you a proof and say, hey, this is what we're planning on doing, you say that looks good, and we're going to execute the rest and you just watch the tracking. All right. So you create some offers, right? And they show up in different places. They show up when somebody goes to the website there's a pop-up, right? I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen a demo of this, right? There's a pop-up with an offer that says, buy this now. Boom. Yep. Right. So how do you drive offers? And because you talked about data and collecting data and understanding the different customer segments. Now, how do you, do you target different offers to different customers based on data? And if so, how? Yeah. So that, that's a great question. So yes, there are a number of different platforms that we've put it out on. There are things like the plugin on your website where we provide a plugin that pops up every customer. Now, the beauty there is that's a great tool for new customer acquisition because most people are going to go out and check your website out before they come in and walk in your door because they want to have an idea of what they're getting into. Um, so that's a great place to capture that kind of impulse yep. purchase. Impulse purchases. I mean, I was reading some statistics on millennials and impulse purchases the other day. If you don't have a way for people to make an impulse buy on your website when they're excited, you're missing out on a huge market opportunity. So that's one big piece of that. So in terms of kind of that right place, right offer, right time, I think one of the good examples of how we go about doing it is our birthday trip. So we help a lot of obviously family entertainment centers, booking more birthday parties. How are you getting people back in the door, driving those kind of big more group events? And so one of the ways we do that is our system is going to be able to run really that for you on the back end. So say you're having an offer for one of your, um, for your customers to come in and it's, hey, you're going to come in uh, for this birthday party and you know, we're going to offer you this game card, right? Or maybe a couple of some sort of value add promotion. We're going to send that out automatically triggered based on that date of birth. So kind of what I've seen is common practice in the FEC space is to say, okay, here's all the birthdays we did last year in August. Let's send out an email on August 1st and say, hey, come back and do it again. The problem with that is a couple of things. One, if that party's on August 2nd, you've already missed it, right? Mom's already made those plans a long time ago. I have four little kids at home. Trust me, my wife has it figured out long before she got that email. Two, when my wife gets that email in the morning, right, she's trying to get four little kids out the door and ready for school. That thing's going to get buried. She's not going to see it again. Because when you send out an email that just says book now, what parents don't know is how many kids are coming, what day is going to work best, right? You have to think about the context in which they're living. So we've actually stopped and moved away, even from just asking people to book parties, where our communications are all driven around asking people to claim a special offer. So claim this offer. And if you book that party in the next 10 days, then you're going to get X incentive. And the beauty of that is now you're getting people, they're getting an email, they're getting it in a timely fashion because it's automatically going to go out at a certain cadence before their party. So we're never catching them in time. Two, you're not asking them to take the time to do something that they don't have time to do right now. We're just saying, hey, just raise your hand. Uh, And then three, now you have a list of hand raisers of people who have said, oh, I am interested in claiming that, right? You're going to have a much bigger conversion of people who are willing to claim a coupon than they are willing to say like, okay, I'll just book a party right now. So what we do is we want that kind of low-hanging fruit. So then we can capitalize on here's the ideal people to get this message. They got it at the right time to the right person with the right offer. Now, the people that have claimed the offer, it doesn't cost them anything, right? They just click a button. And now what do you do with them? So they're moved into a different part of the consideration funnel. They've raised their hand or said, all right, I'm interested. Now what happens? How do you make sure they convert? Yeah, absolutely. So what happens is once they claim that coupon and they drop into that next part of the funnel, our system is automatically going to be pushing out to them and saying, uh, hey, don't forget, you're going to, it's eight more days uh, you have left to book this party to claim this coupon, right? Hey, we have two more days left. And so 
the gentleman brought up Center Edge earlier. Our system will just push them straight to Center Edge's party booking software with a link. So we're still running, we're running the birthday drip, but we're pushing them still to your online party booking tool or whether that's in-house. But it's going to drop them into that second piece of the funnel is just kind of a nurture, just a reminder. Then the people who do it really well and who really kind of go next level with it are the people who are focusing in their center, have staff around trying to book these group events, trying to book these parties who are old school, just getting on the phone because you have that lead list. You have that lead list of somebody who said, yes, I'm interested. Now, whether you want to take the extra steps to make that call or not, that's different, but our system makes a dramatic uptick in birthday party bookings. And so, all right, so there's an example with birthday parties of and offers and the offer give me some stats like what kind of uplift have you seen what kind of conversion rates do you get when you just let's just focus on birthday parties because it's a massive part of the business and a lot of vr arcades don't do enough of them frankly and i think that's part of it is because they don't have the sophisticated marketing tools to be able to do it so what kind of success have you seen on birthday parties? Uh, i mean so a lot of it hinges on data you know so a lot of it depends on how good the center has done up until this point at collecting data and having birthday parties to work with but assuming that you have you have some dates of they birthday, all have birth they all have birthdays like i know they're all they all have you're, birthdays yeah if, if you have a if you have a decent sized list and you're running our birthday drip campaign you can see 10 to 15 more birthday parties a month easily just by turning the switch on and just having that regular case if you get aggressive with it and start working that as a lead list and really try to sell into that uh, you're going to do even better. Our customers in the family entertainment space see six to seven times return on investment um, and the, with their time at Fetra. Yeah, crazy. All right, so birthday parties are one thing. What about events? Like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick screen share here. Yeah. And I just talked to the guys yesterday from Main Event, and they're doing this weekend. They they rolled out Beat Saber at all of their main events. And let me know if you guys can see this Facebook page. But mm-hmm. instead of Labor Day weekend, they're calling it Saber Day weekend. And what they're doing is they're running a Beat Saber contest, and nice. every store is giving away a free game of Beat Saber, and they're having a contest where you can win an Oculus Quest. And they told me that it's gone off the hook, like massive response rates wow. to this event. And they've got a massive email database that they're using and engaging yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't, they might be using media too, I'm not sure. So what do you guys do around special events and like, how would you use your platform for that? Yeah. So there's a couple of ways. And I think the plugin on the website is a really strong way to do that. So we've seen a lot of FECs really capitalize on booking their events through the plugin on the website. What's an easy buy? What's the easiest way for somebody to raise their hand and take advantage? Also, this the new people coming to your website, those coming to visit. Those are good guys that have already shown interest. You've already spent the money to get them to your website. So if we're missing them in the conversion, that's going to be a big gap. Event driven through that is always going to be a strong move. Plus, then you're able to take your entire database and say, hey, let's build a custom offer around this, whether it's a group of tickets or what that looks like. We're going to, we can build that offer and we're going to push it out to the entirety of your database. So directly from that email, they can purchase their tickets directly through right. that Facebook page. Instead of a book now, it could be a buy now. And they've already bought their tickets before they come in. So we've seen a lot of our FEC partners across the country use it for driving those types of event and actual ticket sales through using utilizing the Fetcher platform. And so from a, a purchase standpoint, do you guys have a transaction engine or do they have to have that or does it have to work with third? So a lot of people use Springboard, for example, for like reservations and management. You know, how do you integrate with third parties? And if you don't have a third party purchase engine, how do you do you provide that capability for people to actually buy? Yeah. So we, we do have a, uh, we actually, we use Stripe is built into our platform and that's our processor. So all the processing is actually done 
uh, through the FetRev platform. So that there is an additional, you don't have to worry about adding that or trying to tag that on. In terms of your actual event booking, we don't do, we don't do event booking. So that's trying to be, get into the party booking space where we're actually taking the reservation and building the packages. That's not our expertise. There's a lot of really great tools out there that do that. Um, including, you know, Center Edge and some of the ones you've mentioned that do that really, really well. What we found is our wheelhouse is how do we get them to take action to buy the ticket? Um, yeah. So that, that's really where we've spent our time. And that's where we are. But as far as an integration, if you guys were the big platforms in the yeah. VR arcade space are Springboard and Synthesis, you could do integrations with those potentially if there was a market there and then push them after they bought the Absolutely. offer, you could push them to the reservation page, right? Yeah, I think we've probably added a good 10, 12 different new integration partners since we last saw you at IAPA. Um, and yeah, that's okay. consistently. So different point of sale systems, card systems, because really data is king. Uh, in all of marketing going forward, the best thing that you can do to future-proof your business, and if you're in VR and you have waiver systems, you're in a really good place, is to have that data. Because that yeah. customer data, that unique personalization experience is what's going to make that and what's always going to be driving that from here going forward. Now, have you done integrations with some of the third-party waiver systems to be able to pull that information out? Because one of the questions is storing data and protecting it. How do you handle the data? Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so having a system that compliantly stores your data and that you use it in an appropriate way uh, is huge. And although I'll, I'll tell you right now, Bob, I've, I've been a talker all my life, but I'm not as a technical guy who could walk you through the details of what our security system is, is that... Because I, I don't, frankly, I don't know exactly how it all works. But what I do know is you have to be able to protect that. You have to have a certain level of sign-in security, who has access to it, what employees are, right? You gotta be, have to be really, really wise about how you do that. Same thing with the server, uh, your waiver systems. Now, what an integration does is it's gonna allow that data to go move back and forth. Your systems are gonna be able to talk to each other. So that way you're not having to move data. You're not having to store those things in more than one place or on different servers or even worse yet on a machine that's just sitting there in your center. Yeah. But if they don't have the integration, are they sending you emails via like Excel spreadsheets and you import them into the platform or do you give them a a way to upload that themselves? Like how is that handled in the initial integration piece? Yeah. So they can, if if there's no integration in place, you simply log into your Fetro platform um, and you can go and upload a new list from there. And we, we get that in and dropped in. If you're using the Fetro like Wi-Fi data collection, when people enter in there, it just drops straight into the platform. They start getting messages right back to them. Right so you actually have a, a captive portal program for Wi-Fi hotspots we do, in yeah. our age that ties back in. And do you charge extra for that or is that just part of the service? Built in in every package that we have is the Wi-Fi uh, data collection. Now, you may have to get a couple additional hotspots depending on how big your footprint is and that type of thing. But uh, that is included. And really, it's, it's because that's what's going to drive success. The more data you can collect... And if you're utilizing it well, an email address should be making you a dollar to two dollars a year just by having it. Um, yeah. An email address with a birthday tied to it should be more on the five to ten dollar scale. Um, That's what so, I've seen. I've seen five to ten bucks. Yeah, value. It's critical that you have that. It's critical that you have that. Yeah. So I get email. Like you have an email list. You send out an email. People go back. Now people go to the website, are you using like cookies and pixels and all of that magic fairy dust to track people through their online journeys as well? So if somebody comes to my website to check me out and they don't buy the offer or or take the offer, what happens? Like, are you getting them and retargeting them? So our platform does have, although it doesn't have kind of your traditional retargeting to where, because our we provide you a little piece of JavaScript and that goes into your website and we can change the offers on the back end from there. So although that won't continue to track you around, what we do have is if they, if they go into that offer, uh, we do have shopping cart abandonment. 
So when a customer gets to that cart stage and then they decide to leave, they can see in their Facebook newsfeed again later, hey, don't forget to finish your purchase. They can get that kickback email. And you're going to see another good 10 to 15% uplift in purchases just from that retargeting. Because, I mean, you know how it is. You get in the middle of something, you see something interesting on your tab, you drag it over to the side, figuring, hey, I'll, I'll look at this later. And it never comes to fruition, right? That type of retargeting and that shopping cart abandonment can make a huge difference in driving sales. Yeah. So if they go through the purchase far enough, then the next time they go to Facebook, they might see an ad show up in the Facebook ad column that says, hey, don't forget to do this. Awesome. All right. So they go to my website, they get a pop-up offer. If not, it follows them around. I've got an email campaign. Now you've talked a lot about Facebook. How do you integrate Facebook into the marketing mix? Yeah, you know, Facebook's really, really interesting and it's changing a lot. So there's a few things I I think I would probably encourage owners to do. One, Facebook is going really, really heavily slanted towards groups. So what are the places in your community, the groups that you can get involved in? You'll probably notice this in your newsfeed. I'm I'm into some weird, like I I love growing plants. I'm a gardener, right? I I raise some animals. I have all kinds of groups that I'm in. That makes up the majority of your newsfeed, right? That's what it does because Facebook is really moving towards that. So people are still living there. And And so right now... Right now, if you're an arcade owner and you're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, create the Grand Rapids, Michigan VR group, right? Like yeah. right now, go on Facebook, do it right now, like, and start curating that group within your community, fans of VR in Grand Rapids, yeah. Michigan, or Toledo, Ohio, or Davenport, Iowa, or whatever, make it really local, make it community-based, and get yeah. all the people that care about VR and are interested in VR in that group. Like, that's a goal. That's gold. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, idea. absolutely. Get in there. Be the owner of the group. So you see this in realtors a lot, and I think a lot of other businesses miss out. Most of the groups you see that are of your town, like I live in Gilbert, Arizona, you'll see like the Go Gilbert Facebook page. That's created by a business owner, a realtor who just decided they wanted to own that page so they could push their messaging. You can do that too, right? You can start that in your community. Also look at where the other groups were, this is already happening. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Go in there and become a part of the conversation. So go in there and start responding to questions when people are asking. I think another one of the kind of like, this is just a simple tip and trick for doing strong social media. Go to the businesses that you want to partner with that you maybe share a similar audience with and start sharing their posts. Don't make it all about you, but share the posts of the people in your community. Say there's a large corporation, like we have a Honeywell up the street. Start sharing Honeywell Chandler's posts on Facebook. And what you'll see is they'll begin to start to share yours. And then now you have an end to have that conversation to drive those group parties and, uh, yeah. and start getting with the right people. Now, let's say they build a group they, or they have an audience or they have 5,000 followers on their Facebook page. Do you guys create campaigns that live and run on Facebook that show up in those feeds? And how does that work? Yeah, so we all of our offers can be pushed directly into Facebook. So you kind of have your ad section that live on the side. And that's more of a pay-per-click style advertising done through Facebook. Yep. Ours are going to show up in the news feed like a post. So we're going to run it through there. Now, everything, again, the same way we're going to focus on the same thing. It should be actionable and purchasable. Right? If you're trying to get new people to come in, there should be something that they can buy and they're going to be able to buy that directly through that link on Facebook. And then on the back end of Facebook, you can still go promote that. You can push that offer out. We actually used to have a whole built-in posting through Facebook on our site in terms of like actual running physical ads. The Facebook ad campaign stuff, I'm sure you've used it. It's robust, right? So you can actually go and take that. We're going to push that ad directly in Facebook. You can then go into the Facebook ad system and promote that. But instead of then having an advertisement that's just about, hey, this is going on Thursday, you want to say, hey, this is going on Thursday. Buy your tickets now. Click here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and make it really easy to buy. That's the end of part two of this interview. Part three is up next. 